0: Reading the Kingdom episode one hundred and seventeen. This is about one in the morning central time. Coach and I are coming off of day one at the twenty twenty three NFL draft. And day one is over. Coach, besides being tired, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. I think this uh this experience was absolutely incredible. I know you guys got to see some of our content on Twitter. Obviously, mostly just Raider stuff. You got to see the year future, um, your future stud DN right there to team up with, uh, Mr. The, the canary, uh, the, the canary. condor it was the condor. Okay. Yeah. Condor condor. I, I still don't want to call him the canary probably wouldn't say it to his face, but, um, yeah. So I think it was in, it was a great draft, obviously, you know, being the super bowl champs, we had to, uh, wait to the end of the draft. Um, but nonetheless, it was, I think it was, it was an awesome experience and to, uh, to be there and see it on, on our end of things on, you know, the media side was, was super cool. Made some good connections and uh, yeah, we're, I was, I was happy with what the chiefs ended up doing, even though it was, you know, we had to wait most of the night to see that. Are you happy with, uh, with the the Raiders ended up getting?
0: I mean, you know, you were there with me for really everything uh, as the night unfolded, you know, we, Bryce Young went as expected, then really things came down to that second pick by the Texans and, I was hoping they were maybe going to uh, to bounce out and, um, you know, take defense. And they ended up taking my guy, C.J. Stroud, which kind of threw me into a tizzy there because then Will Levis starts to fall. But then here we go, and the night's over and Will Levis is still available, which doesn't mean I want him, but I'm just glad the Raiders didn't take him. So, you know, Tyree Wilson, um, I had I'd written about him earlier in the week being a replacement for um, – for Chandler Jones, obviously it seems like they're gonna keep Chandler Jones right now, but they went with I I would say best player available. Obviously, Jalen Carter was still there on the board, and I was excited about the the possibility of taking him. Obviously the the risk and character concerns and being in uh being in Las Vegas. So I, I do understand that. They went with kind of the safer pick despite maybe some medical concerns because um, you know, uh Wilson had suffered that uh, fracture in his foot. uh, I think it was in November. But, you know, he he really does fit the knee because, you know, I'm looking at a D tackle that they wanted, but um, he can kick inside. He's outside. What's amazing is you think about Max Crosby and his wingspan, hence the condor, and uh, Wilson, who we both shook his hand and and got to speak to him and and listen to him answer some great questions from our buddy Q on Raiders Fan Radio – the guy's massive. Six foot six, 271 pounds. He has an 84 and a half inch wingspan. He's just a monster. Um, you know, not a, a ton of pass rush moves, but a lot of speed, a lot of power for someone of that size. Like he is a wrecking ball. So Crosby Jones and now uh, Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech product, he is he's going to be an, a game changer for us on the defensive line. So I'm excited about it. I haven't been excited about too many picks from the Raiders in the past. So this one, I won't say I'll live with, I'm excited about it. I am excited about it. So this is, and obviously it made it cooler that we were so involved, uh, in the process after him getting picked. So, but you check our social media at Raid the kingdom. And, uh, he's all over the place. Cause we are all, we we're following him around and, you know, jumping around in and out of the media workroom and just getting involved in all this. So it was fantastic. Um, you had to wait till the end of the night. How are you
1: feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling uh, like you know we got a the cool things we got a hometown kid, um, a guy who grew up in Lees Summit, Missouri, which is right next here to Kansas City, uh, and a guy that you know grew up going to Chiefs games. You know, uh, Aaron Ladd put out some great information about him. How you know he was going to Chiefs games when uh, Matt Castle was a quarterback. So uh, shows that he's you know he's still a young man. Uh, he's one of the youngest guys in this draft. He's 21. Um, he's 6'3", 255. five, two thousand twenty one. He was the co uh, uh, the uh, co Big Twelve defensive lineman of the year along with Will McDonald. Um, he had like eleven sacks, fifteen one tackles, um, and uh, that was in two thousand twenty one. And then two thousand twenty two, he still had a great year. Um, the last two seasons have been incredible for him. He was the Big Twelve defensive player there. He had eleven tackles for loss, eight and a half stacks. Um, 46 total stops and 14 starts. Um, you know, he was a finalist for the Ted Hendricks award and lot impact trophy, which is integrity, maturity, performance, academics, community, and tenacity, something that the chiefs, um, try and pride themselves on with their players and the type of guys they bring into the locker room. Um, so I think, you know, you have a guy like that, who's young, uh, Carlathis is young guys that, um, you know, we know Carlathis is rel- relatively new to football, um, and, uh, Uzama, I think is, I mean, I would to say necessarily new to football, like Carl is, but, um, they have the ability to, uh, form a, co- a cohesive unit, you know, as you know, your right end, your left end. Um, and I think, you know, the future is, is bright with them. Cause you got two young, super athletic guys that are just going to continue to get better. Um, and, uh, the the future I a thousand percent believe is um is is bright for this Kansas City defense, something that um, you know, Steve Spagnolo will uh will help um, continue to to improve with. And uh yeah, so I'm I'm happy that he he's got to excuse me, go play for his hometown team. We got another great young guy who's gonna help this team and defense moving forward.
0: And I mean we're it seemed like the Chiefs were trying to trade up, and I know you're listening to some of Brett Veach's press, uh, yeah. you know, post draft presser. He didn't. I'm guessing he didn't reveal who he was looking to uh, to select.
1: Uh, well, I, one 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 rumor was Dallas. Dallas didn't want to move up or down, um, and uh, that's fine. I think we still got a good product when we did, um, and uh, it's all right. You know, there's you know we we got to about pick 20. Because this draft um, kind of went crazy, thanks to Detroit, um, and there's you know all, all the all the all the wide receivers were still available, and then like you know boom 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 they're all gone. Um, so you know being in the media room and you know a lot of the people had left. Um, mostly it was just Kansas City people in there. I think um, we had some Giants people next to us. They took the opportunity to get back to their hotel because the Giants had made their pick previous. Um, and, you know, we're kind of, raw all waiting. I kept telling you, I was like, dude, I a thousand percent think they're going to trade out. That's where, again, another tidbit from our boy, Aaron Ladd, um, it was great to actually meet him in person. Um, awesome dude. So you definitely need to check out all of Aaron's, um, you know, his social media and his, uh, you know, listening to him on the news, which if you're in Kansas City, I'm sure you do. KSHB 41. Um, KSB KSHB 41. Yep, you you remembered and nailed it. Um, he thought that he was gonna, you know, they were gonna trade out, and I thought that that was a pretty distinct possibility too, because I kept telling Brendan, like, you know, th- this Will Levis thing is crazy. Um, and you you know you trade into the first round again, so you can get that fifth year. Um, So now Will Levis has got a lot to prove and, you know, this isn't a, you know, a show where we show all, all love the Will Levis, but this is definitely going to be an opportunity for him in the future to uh, to uh prove the naysayers wrong and, you know, show people that, you know, he, he deserved to be picked in, in the first round. But, you know, sometimes a chip on your shoulder ain't a bad thing. You know, Jalen Hurts just showed that. So, um yeah, man, I I was I don't even know where I was going with this. Where did I Where did I? Uh, them trading up. Oh, them trading up. Yeah, I got on a whole side side bet, um, side tidbit. But yeah, no, I'm okay with where we where we were. It would have been great to maybe get one of those receivers, but you know, there's gonna be there's Jonathan Mingo, there's Cedric Tillman, um, there's Jalen Hyatt, there's guys that are good. Tank Dell,
0: little miniature, little receiver for you, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: there's there's Rice. Uh, I believe it's Sidney Rice. Um, so there's 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 guys here going to be on day two that are going to get are going to get picked. Uh, I would imagine by um, Mr. Mr. Veech because we have some ammo. We have you know like two fourth rounders, two third rounders. Um, so something like that could help us move up in the second round. Who knows what will happen? But I'm I'm confident in our 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 fearless leader and, and Andy Reed and Brett Veach, and they're gonna they're gonna get the guys right guys in, into into Kansas City and and ready to rock for uh, you know another Super Bowl run.
0: Exactly. So why don't we delve in? We'll give the, the rest of the teams a little bit of a, a taste there. Why don't we go into, we'll each pick kind of a, I know winner, winner and loser is mean, but there were some clear winners that, you know, we won't say the Raiders or chiefs. And then there were some clear losers that I wouldn't say our team's fall into either of those categories. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't I start with a winner? I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, so the Jalen Carter slide began. It ended at pick nine. With the Eagles taking that, um, you know, we all we all kind of thought that, oh, my God, he's going to fall to them. And they traded with the Bears, correct? They traded up one spot to go mm-hmm. grab him. Yep. Uh, the Bears could have used him for sure. So that could kind of lead me to talking about the Bears in a little bit. But Jalen Carter, add on to that defensive line, um, you know, they got Jordan Davis. They've You know, they still kept um, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham are going to be around for another year. You know, they're more rotational at this stage in their career, but that was just a great selection. And then shocker, Georgia, again, outside linebacker Nolan Smith got at 31, who I'm thinking the Chiefs probably would have taken at 31 – or, yeah, at 31 if they had the chance, but the Eagles grabbed him at 30. So two more Georgia monsters. Clearly Howie Roseman likes his uh, his Georgia guys, Um, but two instant impact players for them. They're going to – that defensive line I know you're not happy about it, but uh, you know, at least they're not in the AFC. So uh who did you have as a winner,
1: Coach? Uh so and I am gonna go with what probably a lot of people say is the Houston Texans. I think they did a great job. You know, picking, go. picking two and three. Perfect. Um, you know, you get your franchise quarterback and then you get your franchise end. We talk about this all the time. You gotta have a gotta have a good tackle. They got that Laramie, Laramie Tunzel. They gotta have you gotta have a good um quarterback and i think cj Stroud's got the potential you need to have a good edge rusher now you got will anderson um and uh their pick last year they had a good cornerback who the heck would they pick um you remember who did they grab um we're gonna we're gonna come at <laughs> come out with you yeah that, right with that we're, we're not fully prepared i guess for houston texans uh draft stock from last year but um they got a stud I and mean, they picked oh at number three yeah, yeah um so. Ugh, from LSU. From LSU, yeah. And why am I I'm just blanking on this? This is terrible. We're blanking. He, Brennan's trying to look it up, but you, you guys have Google as well. Yeah. <laughs> our, our brains are, shut our brains are shot. Our brains are shot. It was a very long a, night. It was a long night. But um. So, I, yeah, I like what the Texans did. You know, people are, oh, they gave up too much. You know what? Like, the Texans got a lot for Deshaun Watson, and they're trading one of their picks next year for him, and they're giving up a second rounder. If you can get – a um, supremely talented end, like a like a like a JJ Watt esque type guy, that's going to be a defensive stalwart for years to come. You do it, um, and I, I, I commend him for you know for going up there, shooting their shot, taking it, and you know uh, second and third pick quarterback and two keynote pieces to have a successful team. And D'Amico uh, Ryan's <laughs> and the Texans are, I think, on the right path to uh, getting back to being that team that runs AFC South. So props to them.
0: And that was Derek Stingley Jr. Derek Stingley Jr. There we go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Our, our brains are just fully on 2023 and then all, all the guys available for tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, we'll say loser. A team did not do as great as I thought they would. I'm going to leave you the other one. Cause you were, you were more vocal about it than I was and you kind of brought it to my attention right away. Cause I was caught up in, uh, you know, inter- you know, attempting to, uh, to get a little more face time with uh tyree wilson there i'm gonna go with the uh the bears on this so they traded down from nine to ten they helped the eagles out i don't know why you help another nfc rival out but that is what it is they took Darnell Wright, right offensive tackle um he paris johnson's already gone to the the cardinals who i also don't think had a great draft um traded down a lot, and but they have some position to need regardless. But the, I'm going to go with the Bears on this. I think that their their defense ha, had so many guys and that they could have used. And Darnell Wright just wasn't the best offensive tackle available. Peter Skronsky went right after, who I'm not the biggest fan of either. But, you know, right right after uh, Darnell Wright, you know, the Titans jumped all over Peter Skronsky. But then defensively, you know, Lucas Van Ness, Will McDonald, Gonzalez, who took a big dive at seventeen, Kalijah Kansi. like all these guys, were positions of need that the Bears really could have used. So I wouldn't say they're that much closer. You know, maybe a little extra protection for um, Justin Fields, but you know he was sacked a whole lot last year. But a mobile quarterback like that, and then having a rookie offensive tackle be brought in for such a, a an important position is, is uh, putting a lot of pressure on his shoulders that early on. So I'm going to go bears losers. Um, coach, who do you have?
1: You know, I was going to go lions and um, I saved them for you. I appreciate that. I, I still think that, you know, I like Emmanuel Forbes, um, but having Christian Gonzalez there, I would have gone Christian Gonzalez for that pick. I think Christian Gonzalez, I even mean, he's bigger, taller. Uh, he might not be as fast as Forbes, but he's not, like that much slower. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people were thinking Christian Gonzalez is going to be a top 10 pick. Um, And then, you know, Witherspoon kind of took the reins from him. Um, But I, you know, can also go Lions too. I, like from what no, I read, let's just talk about lions. For, 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 it was for, crazy for, from what the lions did. You could look at the ESPN stats. There was about 99% chance that, you know, you know, Jameer Gibbs was going to be there at 18 and a uh, 99% chance that, uh, you know, Campbell was going to be there at like 34. Um, uh, when the, when the lions, I think it was pick 34, but uh, whenever their second round pick was going to be that there was going to be a, an opportunity for, um, the lions to get him there. Um, you know that's those are the you know the gm so that's those are the two guys on their board that um they felt were the best players so you know go with that um i'm not gonna judge a team and an evaluator on who they think is the best i'm just a schmuck that does a podcast <laughs> so uh it was just surprising i just i remember i was talking to a bunch of guys out as you know we we're out in front of this the interview rooms and the media rooms i was like Dude, you guys just hear Jameer Gibbs get picked twelve, like it was. It blew my mind. But, um, I, you know, I heard he was he was rising into the end of the first round, and uh,
0: we thought rising is in like 31, 30, 29, like yeah,
1: not. maybe twenty. You know, twenty six probably would have been the cutoff in Dallas. But um, yeah, he uh, he went twelve to the Lions, and now they have Swift, Montgomery, and uh, Gibbs, and it'll be interesting for sure.
0: Yeah, so I thought when you told me that they had selected Jameer Gibbs, I thought it was a – thought we were later in the rounds. I was caught up in in the pressers we were listening to, and um, uh, it was just surprising. And it's not that I don't like the player. it's I just don't like the value of the selection. You know what, actually, I think when you told me it was Anthony Richardson was literally next to me, and and it threw me off. And then I heard that, and it really threw me off, if, if I recall the timing of it. But, yeah, so they could have selected both those players in the second round, I, I think, or they, they might have missed out on – or they could have traded down a good amount and got at least one of them. But um, I do really like your your best selection. I said right away, obviously, because it was the second third pick, the Texans won the draft. But they got C.J. and Will Anderson, two guys that are going to be pros in this league, I think, for at least 10 years, um, which is a premature assumption to make, but that's just my, my take on it. I think it was a great pick, uh, and the fact they traded back up to grab will anderson and and when i said i think the texans won the first round already and say they won the draft said they won the first round someone reminded me of the compensation they made but it 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 i think the juices they didn't mortgage their entire future for for the pick like the panthers may have done but um i think it was a great move and um i think that one of the things i just want to add before we close up shop and coach and i finally rest for a minute because we've been going at this since really this morning um, this is our second episode with you guys today, um, but this is uh, It was really cool to see these guys up up close and personally. You know, we see the interviews and we watch the film and tape and and highlights, and we're listening to you know analyst this for weeks and weeks. But seeing these guys literally, you know, within feet of us, and then hearing them talk and answer these questions, and you know, other media guys yelling at them and trying to you know be heard for their questions. Some of these guys, you can see why they get picked so early. It's because they're true pros. And we sat through most of Bryce Young's press conference, and the guy is a pro for being 22 – was he 22 years old? Yeah,
1: Bryce Young. He is
0: 100%. He is far mature beyond his years, and you could – just in the way he spoke, and, and obviously they've had time to prepare, but there's no one whispering anything in his ear. Like, he, he – he handles himself well. And, uh, you know, in you know, me being in uh, a bit older than him, I still don't think I'm anywhere close to being as well-spoken as he is. So props to him, but it was just an amazing experience for us. Really our first big media event, uh, rating the kingdom out there. And, and we met a bunch of guys from ESPN. And we, as we said, we touched base with Q from Raider fan radio and allowed us to sit in on a very intimate interview with, uh, Tyree Wilson and, and get to know him a little bit better. It was just an amazing experience. So, uh, um, that's my soapbox coach. I don't know if you had anything before we sign off on the people.
1: Yeah, no, I, I priced the props to Bryce Young. You know, we we came in there for a little bit. Anthony Richardson's, uh, prog- po- our podcast his his uh, w- his interview too. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, people are just slinging questions at you from left, right. So, I mean, all over the place. Um, it's, uh, it's crazy. So you gotta be obviously locked in and, um, you know, they're, all, all those guys that I saw are seeming incredibly mature. They're prepared for this day. You know, they, you know, the, the cool thing about these, these guys is that you, you know, you see them, you know, you see them play on Saturdays. Uh, you hear about them, you go through the whole combine pre-draft process, interviews, pro days, all this other stuff. And it finally, finally culminates to them getting drafted and having, you know, the, their lives change forever. Um, you know, uh, we're we're humans, right? We want the best for people. You know, uh, do I want a Raiders guy to be successful against us? Absolutely not. But I, you know, I want him to be successful and have a great career and be able to provide for his family and uh, enjoy life the best that he can in a safe, positive way. And uh, you know, these guys that we saw tonight seem like all stand-up individuals, and you know, wish them the best. Uh, you know, we, we talk, you know, Brandon talks a little crap on, on Mr. Levis, you know, but he is a, uh, he is a Connecticut guy like us. And, uh, I, you know, like we talked about a little bit earlier, I do generally wish him the best and I hope, you know, his, his, his name gets called quickly tomorrow and he can get this behind him and move on. But it's an incredible experience. You know, like I said, Matt, props to Brandon for, um, you know, uh, getting us the credentials and, 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 doing all the, doing all the leg work. Cause he does a lot of that. He doesn't 99% of that stuff. I'm just kind of here to be a doofus, be be be, <laughs> be, 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 the coach. So you bring uh, the pepper to the salt. So I bring the pepper perfect. to the salt, salt. right. So it's a little, that's, it's, it's white people seasoning, right? So uh, it's, <laughs> it's salt and pepper. Um, but uh, we are, uh, we're, we're glad to bring you some content. So hopefully you guys enjoyed us being here at the draft. It's something we're going to, attempted you on our, on a, you know, a regular basis um, as, as best we can, but, and hopefully next time be here for more than just one day.
0: Exactly. So, uh, you know, day two is coming tomorrow. There's a lot of prospects on the board specifically. I'd like to see the Raiders address. Uh, I think we're really good on offense. I'd like them to continue to address the, um, the defense. Uh, Michael Meyer still may still on the board that could be an enticing pick, but really just hone in on the defense looks like we're riding with Jimmy G, so let's do that. Quarterback of the future is not in this draft, but figure it out. But uh, Chiefs have a lot, you know, just as many picks as the Raiders this year, so there's going to be some magic happening tomorrow for sure. And uh, we are going to sign off, and Coach and I are going to finally get some some sleep coming at you at 12.30 Central Time. So, uh, everyone, peace out, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go Chiefs. Go Raiders.